Jen, Andre, welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for calling us friends. We really appreciate that. Our friends are the dedicated listeners who come and tune in to Movies, Movies, Movies every fortnight. And Con- not people who send text messages as slurs every can time. Contribute they hear to the conversation. Our vocal. I don't mind the slurs. I don't mind any, any conversation the slurs generated. Give strength. They give me strength. Okay, good. If we had to give a quick, you know, very short tease for today. What what would you say? So, because the Oscars are next week, we want to bring it back to Sydney and ground ourselves in the beautiful space that we're in and just spotlight three stunning events that are happening here if the Oscars don't tickle your fancy and if you've already seen Minari. So, we're focusing on things that are happening right here, right now. And, and we'll, then, and for we'll, the films we're doing, yeah. I would say that if 2020, for me, was not going to any movies and feeling anxious, 2021 is going to every movie and crying. Mm, so, indeed. two tearjerkers, the Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil documentary, Andre will be reviewing that, and I'll be reviewing The United States versus Billie Holiday, starring Andrew Day. Two online films, Hulu and YouTube, which are, f- are oddly new cinema for us, I think. Yeah, I don't know that you have to, like label a film as online anymore because it doesn't have the same connotation as straight to DVD post-COVID. Oh, you're so right. I'm so glad you're with me. (laughs) So, stick around, tuck yourselves in. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies for the next little while right here on Mornings on FBI. And on that, it's time to catch up on the latest... Movie News. That's gossip. Hey, hey. In movie news, I just found out that Jen is an apologist for Palo Alto, the Gia Coppola film. It's just a complicated movie. It's a complicated movie. It is a complicated movie. But um, we were talking about it in the context of Dev Hines. If you don't know what Palo Alto is, it's... Palo Alto. Palo Alto. It's Gia Coppola, the youngest Coppola's adaptation of a James Franco short story mm. with the soundtrack by Devonte Hines. So what's the draw card? So the draw card is... I don't know, sunset shots and teenagers. I don't know. It was cute. I watched it last year in COVID and it made me feel okay. It made you feel okay. I just like didn't, I can't, do, I, let's not surgically let's not remove the art from the artist. So in movie news, we're going to be announcing the fab events happening in Sydney that y'all should go check out if you're looking for something as an antidote to the Oscars. Our picks are, well, in my opinion, there's the Cinema Reborn Festival, which is happening from April 29th until May 2nd. We highly recommend you check out the section Films from the Central Australian Aboriginal Media Association, a.k.a. Karma, which, should we give a little background about what Karma is? Or? Well, I mean, you should just watch the Erica Glynn documentary. That's right, yeah. Um, she Who Must Be Loved, and then you know everything you need to know about Karma. The Central Australian uh, Aboriginal Film Production Unit that is so well known through the dynasty of Warwick Thornton's family. Yep. Kind of the best uh, logline for that. Mm-hmm. It was about um, news in language. So Cinema Reborn is a festival that's happening and it's showing four films from Karma. My Colour, Your Kind, directed by Danielle McLean. Willaberta Jack, directed by David Tranter. Eight Ladies by Dina Curtis. Greenbush by Warwick Thornton, who we all know from his fame. 
from the SBS show The Beach. Why do we sound we're doing like we're doing like eight PM talk back in Adelaide or something? Why do I and love all it? All of a sudden, because you said that you like Palo Alto, so that set the scene and set the tone. You said that I like Palo Alto. Okay, fine. We'll have an argument off air. Um, also, we're at an event we're so 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 excited to get behind Static Vision, who do the most, I would say, in the independent film scene in Sydney. Sydney, in terms of distribution, have announced their film festival, Dreamscapes, a Static Vision film festival. It's going to run from May 14th to May 16th. It's got Satoshi Kon's Paprika, which I think is a bit of a highlight for all you, like, anime heads. Mm, cra- um, crazy, crazy world-tripping, doors-opening, Alice in Wonderland tunnel-falling anime film. Yeah, I mean, the whole season is about portals and dreamscapes and uh, walking through the mm. world and not knowing where you're going to end up. I'm really excited for um, Blue Honda Civic by Jossie Irola, which is like this minimalist road mood movie about landscapes in Finland. There's In the but Air from, Tonight but, but, by the purse by my... Okay. But from the point of view of a car. From the point of view of a car. I'm really excited for In the Air Tonight, which is like a pseudo fake backstory of In the Air Tonight by not Paul Simon. Who sings In the Air Tonight? Brian Eno? No, not Brian Eno. Come on. Come Paul on. Kelly. No, all it's I know Phil is the cabri with Hens. the drum break. It's Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. That's why Maya's here with us to help us out. <laughs> yeah. What about Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare, back, on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's go to Nightmare on Elm Street. All right, hang on. we okay, bring, we got to bring this down a little sec. Okay. Sorry, sorry. All right, so we're we peaking. Got... We're peaking. So everyone, about dreamscapes. everyone, type in Static Vision Dreamscapes. It's going to be a Pink Flamingo Cinema, our favorite cinema, and then Cinema Reborn, four films from Karma to get your fix of in-person events. We're going to talk about Sydney. another special event later on. But, but until then, let's hear a track, and then we'll start talking about the films that we watched this week. Let's take it away. This is Rude by Shy Girl. Throwing it back a little bit. Here on FBI, you're on Movies, Movies, Movies. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, we got take two. Closer, 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 closer,
Take two. You're on FBI on Movies, Movies, Movies. It's time for the regular session where Jen and Andre, your favourite film lords, review some movies that they've caught up on. Mm-hmm. Andre, you're going first, I believe. That's right, with the Demi Lovato documentary, Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil. Before we get into it, I wanted to ask, Maya, do you have any connection to this person or is Demi outside of your music sphere? I'm neither here nor there on Demi. Yeah, you're neutral. I'm, I'm quite Switzerland about it. Okay, well, let's play the trailer and then talk. Any time that you suppress a part of yourself, it's going to overflow. When you're young and you're famous, my God, it's tough. It was hammered into her head. You have to be this icon. Mental health is something that we all need to talk about. I don't even know why I'm sober anymore. I was Ooh. Ooh, we got some bars in there, Ooh. didn't we? Uh, Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil. I am doing this off the script, Jen, as you may have noticed, Whoa. because I feel complicated about this uh, as someone who was also a Disney star as youth, uh, turned rebel, harmony Korean advocate. I feel like I'm bringing a perspective that might be valuable yeah. to the Demi Lovato documentary, which is not the same as her 2017 doco, Simply Complicated, which I felt like was more of an expose of the artist behind Demi, but more of a response to media misconceptions following some personal turbulence that Demi went through, such as a drug overdose, um, multiple um, mishaps in life that were very publicly pushed around the place. Um, So now we end up with this, which is not... It's not... So the way I kind of see celebrity documentaries is that I'm always taken back to the music video by Lady Gaga for Marry the Night, where she opens with this kind of description of how she wants her life to be seen or represented and it's uh, I've forgotten the line but it's uh, I prefer to look back on the past with creativity and flair because uh, the lie and the artifice is more honest because I created it and that's something that I took to heart watching Gaga represent herself through media and through documentaries as well as we know she had her Netflix take mm-hmm. five foot two and that like Obsession with representing yourself creatively and in a singular voice is the opposite to Dancing with the Devil. It's the frankest, most bare bones, take accountability, take responsibility, and just lay it out, full till boogie, raw like sushi, on the floor, on the table, Drew Barrymore show, honesty that we're going to get from this mega pop star, who I feel like is one of the most genuine from Disney to art house pop stars. Totally outside of maybe Selena and Miley, who I feel like tried to transition away from their Disney pop stardom into more edgy territory, and that always felt a bit kind of formulaic and like a PR stunt. But Demi, I believe. I trust and I believe, and I think she's a genuine straight queer, and I think what she does is valuable Mm -hmm. and interesting and exciting. But it does make me wonder, what is the format that is best suited to showing an artist through a documentary? Is it going extremely traditional, hetero Netflix, uh, you know... Apology video. Apology video online, available to everyone. Or is it creating a mysterious Marina Abramovich executive-produced documentary where you have complete uh, visual and visionary control over it? You know, do do you kind of get what I'm getting at, Jen? But I think that Demi does both. She's, like, effortlessly edgy. She comes across so smart. And as someone who really didn't care about Demi at all until... 
I Saw Girls final season when Elijah and Lena sing, Hannah sing Cool for the Summer together. I watched this like, oh my God, her music video is literally her recreating trauma in the most, what was that Gaga video last year? The Colour of Pomegranates? 911. 911. Mm. She has like a 911 video this year. She's influenced by the original Gaga, Christina Aguilera, who speaks in this like effortlessly. Mm. Um, but it also made me remember that quote from Gillian Flynn, famously the author of Gone Girl, who wrote about Lovato in Camp Rock, her like original di- Disney movie, saying that her acting skills were underwhelming and that she has the knee-jerk smile of someone who's often told she has a great smile, which I think Whoa, is brutal. the most internalised misogynistic thing that you Actually, could say. And uh, I'm going to say I'm Team Demi, not Team Gillian Flynn anymore. What I want to know and is, that's the journey. if you're in battle with the media and want to correct people's perceptions, can you actually create really singular, beautiful, boundary-pushing art to do that? Or do you really need to go for a stale, very, very, very bland, upfront documentary yeah. like Dancing with the Devil? Which I know is, which I understand as a format, and Demi claims from the outset that she just wants to clear the slate and just correct people's misconceptions. I genuinely think she does it as well to stand up for her team. Yeah, that's true, actually. And we get to find out that she's best friends with Syrah, who... We all know as the feature artist on Bangarang, <laughs> their buddies, which makes sense to me. I feel like I want to see Demi in a Skrillex context. Love that, love that. Shall we dip into a little track and Let's leave dip people? Let's into a little track and come back with some Billie Holiday. We will. We will. It's all about the tease, all about leaving you wanting more here on mornings, and we're gonna go into a bit of Skyfall. An artist out of Montreal with Ting Tun Up Part 2. The second part to a uh, killer viral track released uh, at the very end of last year. This one needs a language warning. Your own mornings. On movies, movies, movies. Here on mornings, right there, Bachelor Pad with Holiday. We're still on take two. The section with two reviews. Uh, Jen, if you had to give a quick... One, one or two, three, five words ahead of uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday. What would you say? Andra Day will win the Oscar. 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 All right, that's all we need. Let's hear a bit of the trailer. One of my songs is your favorite song. Strange Fruit. Yeah, it's a song about important things, you know, things that are going on in the country. This holiday woman's causing a lot of people to think the wrong things. It's a starting gun for this so-called civil rights movement. Those lyrics provoke people. Y'all got a plan? She's a drug addict. Exactly. I cut strange fruit. I want to sing the damn song. It's for your own good, okay? I sing it the fuck I want. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. From the first, um... From the first black woman to win a Pulitzer Prize in drama, this movie is drama. This is all drama. It's Oscar bait. It's heavy. The gay gaze finds its ultimate obsession in the life of Billie Holiday. After asking Nicole Kidman to piss on Zac Efron and Oprah to slap David Oyelowo in um, the White House, I feel like... Wait, I thought it was, it was Oprah that got slapped. No, Oprah didn't get slapped. She Oprah slaps. does the slap. Right. Um, Lee Daniels is looking sideways through history in Hollywood. Oh my God, I'm nervous. I've just been crying so much at this movie and like revisiting the meta like credit sequence. It's okay, hey, it's okay. Oh my God, I get a little bit choked up. Um, Anyway, he's looking sideways through history in Hollywood at Billie Holiday and reaching across her through the spiritual force of Andrew Day's performance that is totally embodied. In what starts as like an okay exercise in like Ryan Murphy exposition, 
becomes this like a cab Alan Ball dreamscape with more crossfades than the white dress music video and more drug induced 1920s flashbacks than a bottle episode of Mad Men. Daniels and Andrew Day understand the power bottom that Holiday was and the complex top that Jerry Fletcher, played by Travante Rhodes, who like channels this like complex masochism into a homo Hulu, Hulu highlights reel. Oh my god, I literally can't get words out. I'm just like moved by the strange fruit and the way they land strange fruit in this movie. You can do it, Jen. Into this like complex trauma song and survival that makes Judy just look kind of okay. My only real critique isn't a critique and the worst thing you can say about a biopic is that the person who's being impersonated doesn't really look like the person who's impersonating her but Andrew Day just looks so much like Eartha Kitt that like they have to back this up we need an Eartha Kitt biopic next I know that sounds like a little bit like I don't want to trivialise the role of Billie Holiday because it's so good but Andrew Day has more to give she has so much more to give I believe this is her first time leading a film as well. Oh, yeah, she's been, like, an extra. She's What's her role? Like, Marshall as, like, a backup singer, and then and she was in Cars 3. But not even in the main cast. No, just, like, as a, mo- as a voice. Lee Daniels, uh, famous for directing Precious. Uh, the produ- Butler. Produced Monster Ball, Avec, Halle Berry, Paperboy with Nicole Kidman. Kind of an underrated Ryan Murphy Oscar winner or Oscar nominee. Also created and produced all six seasons of Empire. Really? Yes. He's behind Empire. He's behind Empire. So a lot of people diss him for for like narrative inconsistencies and mis like confused and misguided artistic choices. And I just think that's basic homophobia. One hundred percent. In the same way that like he's kind of the Baz that we deserve. He's the Baz that we deserve. <laughs> Um, I'm um, looking forward to award ceremonies directed by Lee Daniels. Totally, yeah. The chaos. Maybe even a Super Bowl performance directed by Lee Daniels. Do you know one thing that, like, apart from the obvious heroine chic of the two things we've talked about today, Billie Holiday and Demi Lovato, I am also so excited for the bitter tick queeperhoods of both of these people. Totally, totally. I was looking up before my phone before he kicked me the name of the uh, Jack Black character in The New High Fidelity, because she's also in... Um, the New Jack Black character? I couldn't get to it because he kicked me because I was on my phone on it. <laughs> <laughs> but she features in Billie Holiday's movie, and she's, she's incredible amazing. as well. The way she holds space in this. I like... One of the things that I liked about the Billie Holiday film is I feel like with, I mean, biopics, they'll ramp up the drama to such an, like a breaking point. I'm thinking Walk the Line, I'm thinking Ray, that feels... I'm only thinking Feud, to be honest. Even Feud... But feud less so. I think this is closer to feud than those other two. I feel like the sentimentality doesn't feel like real love in those. Like, I don't actually believe Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. And in Ray, I don't actually buy the drama and the flashbacks. But there's something about Lee Daniels' take in Billie Holiday that feels really chill. Like, none of the scenes are overdone. Everyone is racing from one place to another. And that's, like, exemplified in the supporting actor from High Fidelity, I really need to know her name, Mm. who just kind of sits in every scene and is, like, slightly annoyed the whole way through. That's a really good point, because I think what you're describing is how I feel about Lee Daniels, which is that the way he formats a scene is to make it feel really transient, like people are just coming in, coming out from it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I find that with most biopics, they're so, like, formally... Um, focused that you can really tell when they say action and cut and everyone's just kind of performing and then switching off straight afterwards. But the United States... Divine Joy Randolph. There Divine we go. There Joy we go. Randolph. Um, well done. Yeah, for a transient biopic, head over to Billie Holiday's film on Hulu. And there you go. We'll be right back with a bit of spotlight action here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Two reviews right there for you. If you just tuned in and you're not quite sure what's going on, this is a fortnightly 
movie uh, segment, bringing you up to speed on the latest in culture and news in the film and cinema world, uh, the latest reviews on said films, and so much more, including Up Next Spotlight, a chance for you to get engaged in some local culture. And on that, we're going to jump into a bit of Maxine. This one right here, Who I Am Needs a Language Warning. Spotlight. Jen, Andre, you've got a very special spotlight. Spotlight, 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 Back torchlight. Torchlight yeah. through the fog in the dark at the end of our event. In the dark, in the smoke, in the fog. What are we discovering? We are discovering Garden Reflex Presents 4, which is a resourceful film festival that kind of sits in opposition to the heavily funded and pretty privileged film festivals of the mainstream circuit by being a film night that shows art, DIY, experimental, and kind of crap core films that <laughs> have extremely beautiful low budgets, but made by very high-powered filmmakers. So the way it works is that emerging filmmakers from the scene are paired with film art heavyweights to kind of legitimise their, like, scrappy, crappy short films to show that not everything Stop needs to... Stop saying scrappy and crappy and crap core. None of these films are crap or I'm bad. De- We're not into the art of cringe. I'm not destigmatizing crap core because okay. I think it's beautiful um, to show that you can be Mika Levy, you can be Ryan Trekhardt, you can be Jesse Kanda, you can be Destiny Deacon, you can be all these fabulous artists mm. and make films without money mm-hmm. and have them be exceptional. Um, all it takes is distribution, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. So for the time being, we have Garden Reflex Presents 4, which will be a resourceful film festival at Pink Flamingo Cinema in Marrickville. It's on Friday night, May 7th. Jen, tell us about this hot toddy lineup. Oh my god, I'm so excited. We've got Steli G and Kiara Gallet. So, oh no, Kiki Honor. That's the name. That's how we're crediting Kiki Kiara. Their experience of the first ever sneaky category in the Southern Hemisphere at the recent West Ball. We got Australia's most important video artist, Destiny Deacon. That's true. The much loved Love David. We love Love David. We love Love Everyone loves Love David a bit okay, too much, honestly. We... Can we take him off the lineup? We're so far behind on the Love David front. Uh... Mm, I'll love it when I see it. Our queen, mother of the masses, and Darwin's new hero, Benji Ra. Ra. Cross country heartthrob, Grace Barr. The inventor of inflatable art, world renowned performance and fabric artist, and my best friend, Evelyn Roth. And the inventor of Sacco Electronica, Wayan, doing performance inside, inside an inflatable. Brought here from Maslin Beach, the oldest new beach in Australia, to Sydney for this event. A giant chicken. Move over Justin's shoulder. That's Someone right. was there first. That's <laughs> right. And Canberra's David Lynch, Eo Gill, bringing a freaky deaky mother son post porn boiled egg, egg drama set around a pool in a suburban landscape. We're it, talking vacuum it, cleaning cars. Uh, we're talking Jnok Pauka, who's not only starring in Eero Gill's boiled egg porno, but also making a new film herself ah. called White Dress. If you're not out of control, you're not in, in control. control. Still need a dictionary. <laughs> we're going to say that together today. Okay. We're also. Um, no, we've already talked about Wayne. I think that's the whole lineup. I think that's everything. It's a stunning event, and we're stoked to be finally doing it. It was supposed to be a, I said tri-annual before. Is that what? It was supposed to be a seasonal seasonal event. 
And then the pandemic happened, which we got gave us some time to kind of sit in ourselves and plan the most stunning. Basically, we got beach Hellet. We had this amazing lineup planned, and then we got pregnant with a pandemic, so we got to sit on it, uh, cook it over, over, cook it over, and make now it an actual artwork. Maybe and now it's it going to drop, so you don't want to miss it on May seventh, Friday night in Marrickville at Pink Flamingo Cinema. Doors Damn. at seven, films at eight, tickets ten to fifteen dollars. All in- free if you're really that broken. We believe you. That broken. broken. <laughs> if that you're broken, broken it's broken free. Braces. Uh, Siono's new work in New Zealand. Shout out. Jen, you've lost us all. Okay. You've lost a whole If you've missed audience. any of that information, don't worry. Just head to fbiradio.com slash programs. Click on Mornings with Maya Bielik. Everything will be there for you. Maya, pull the plug on us. <laughs> pull the plug. Jen, Andre, thank you so much for coming through. No worries. And next time we speak, it'll be post-Oscars. Do we care? Do we not care? We'll soon find out. Damn. You can listen back to Movies, Movies, Movies wherever you get your podcasts from and at the programs page, fbiradio.com slash programs. How about a little bit of Japanese breakfast, huh? This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.